Hi, and welcome to another episode of Dungeons and Degrees. My name's Adrian, and unfortunately I don't have Alex with me today, but we do have a special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Julia at Pins and Dragons. I do cosplay about D&D. Today we're just going to talk about the art aspect of D&D, the more kind of, how would you explain it? I, I want to say like physical, but like art and drawings kind of physical too, in a way. Yeah. Uh, the three-dimensional form, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> sure, 3D form of D&D. But yeah, I want to ask you, first of all, like kind of like how you got into D&D. I remember playing when I was very young and then not for many years. I had a family friend that like wrote modules or something, I can't recall. But I got back into this sort of world just watching Dimension 20. I haven't played in years, but I'm you know, starting up a game with a couple of friends. We're, you know, on our way to that. Nice. Did you just come into Dimension 20, like, from the first episode, or did you kind of, like, catch yes, it? Yes, okay, from cool. the beginning. Awesome. I don't know how I how I got in so early, but um, been there since Fantasy High Season 1. I love it. I've just fallen back in love and trying to become a better DM since I've watched mm -hmm. Brendan Lee Mulligan kind of work with all these great characters and actors and oh so good i know i need to catch up <laughs> so badly with pirates of leviathan Ooh, i am also not caught up i have a class during the live stream time so i cannot watch it live <laughs> and usually that's when i have my curse of strahd game so i cannot also ah. watch it live so i'm very unfortunate for me uh none of my <laughs> players actually watch Dimension 20, which always breaks my soul a little. Really? Yeah, they're always talking about Critical Role, which is also great, but I haven't had the time to delve in a thousand plus Same. hours. There's so much. <laughs> yes. How is one supposed to catch up? Um, even with double speed, you're still there for another two hours. <laughs> can't imagine watching it on double speed. I did just start NADPOD. I want to I'm so bad. A few episodes in. Do you listen to anything else, like Dungeons and Dragons wise, or anything interesting? No, it's just Dimension Twenty. Um, you know, starting Nad Pod. I think that's it. All right. I'm not a big podcast girl, to be honest. <laughs> no worries. I just started getting into this whole thing, like recording and listening. So I'm new to it, and people who've come on have always been like, "Oh, you need to listen to this. You need to listen to that." My co-host, kind of like gives off all these examples, like, welcome mm. to uh, the tavern or something like that. I forget. She says so much, uh, so many podcasts and so many things that I have to watch and listen, but there's only so much time in a day. That's very true. Do you know and remember your first character? I don't remember much. I do recall the name now that I'm thinking about it because I used it for many years for all sorts of you know, MMORPG-esque things yeah. as well. And it was Layla Sunrider. That's her name. I don't remember anything about her. I remember that I would always want to play someone who was a healer, so I'm assuming she was a cleric. You gotcha. I, that's, that's all I can remember. No worries. It was many moons ago. Many moons ago. And are you currently playing anything right now, uh, campaign-wise? No, not right now. The school is your main thing on the mind? Yes, mostly, and sort of, you know, managing to do projects with that. Also, studying for the MCAT. <laughs> nice, that's a lot. I remember when I studied for the GRE, 
I want, did an all-nighter, and I fell asleep before I could take the test, so that was fun. <laughs> we love standardized tests here. <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> but thankfully, I somehow took it again, passed, graduated, and now I'm working on grad school and all that stuff. Nice. Yeah, which is kind of the degrees part of this whole podcast. Essentially kind of mm -hmm. like trying to get my mind right about focusing <laughs> on the future as well. I mean, yes, having fun is very important for someone's own, you know, kind of social stability. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that, you know, playing Dungeons and Dragons is good for me, but also having people who are willing to, like, you know, keep accountability for myself is very important as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was, when I started doing cosplay taking it a little bit more seriously my parents actually one of them was like why don't you do this as your job why are you why are you studying anyways and I was like this I want this to be my hobby yeah. and, you know hobbies are great to have even if I obsess over mine a little more than the average person <laughs> your cosplays are great I love them thank you of course so like how do you manage with that because like for me I mean, if I could be a dungeon master for a job, I still don't think I would personally do it because I still yeah. want to pursue my degree in psychology to help mm -hmm. other individuals. I know, you know, providing a source of entertainment is nice and helpful in some way, but I want to pursue something kind of greater than that in the kind of mental health field. Sure. How do you feel like, is this, is that kind of the same way for your hobby as well? Or is it is some other kind of like kind of, why you do your hobby and pursue your career yeah i guess for one i don't feel confident enough i haven't been doing this for long enough and don't feel professional enough to sell the things that i make you know maybe somewhere along the line i'll do that but still i wouldn't want that to be my whole career because i find things really fun when i don't have to do it for any reason other than i like it and I worry that it might take the fun out of that if I were to make that my career. I think that's a good reason. All right. So there's so many things to do. I'd love to, you know, I like pursuing my academics as well. So, okay, I want to talk about one of your pieces. The, uh, sure. The name escapes me, the, the broccoli lady. Oh, yeah, that one. All right. That was, uh, that was a lot. That looks like a lot. Pot to fix. Why am I blanking on her name? I know her name. Elizabeth Brassica. That's Brassica, yes. I almost wanted to say Broccoli Bracola, which is definitely not it. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's such a big piece. How did it like come around to? Oh, that one was that one was a blur. That was actually kind of early. I remember that I had that in the room where I was working for weeks and weeks while I was doing other projects on the side to like fill up the time. But it was a lot of hours of listening to an ebook uh sorry an audiobook yeah. and like stitching by hand the little like trims along the skirt because there were so many layers of that yes i'm trying to think i got very lucky with that one because my sister my older sister loves renaissance fair things and so she had a hoop skirt um, which i just nabbed from her so most of the character work was done there Nice. All right. Cool. I mean, it looks great. And when I saw that one, I'm like, Thank you. dang, this gets really into it. I, <laughs> like, it's something that I could, I don't know, I wouldn't have much of the patience to do, but also I have enough yeah. patience to, like, 
slowly stitch audio back together. So mm, <laughs> just whoever, you know, to each their own kind of thing, you know? But but I, I don't, that yeah. one, I don't think is the one that I am the most proud of. I made, there are a few um, glaring mistakes in that that I do not enjoy. <laughs> We're our biggest critics. But it definitely has the wow factor. That is very true. All right, well, then what is one of your, like, yes, oh my God, I love it uh, piece? Oh, I think one that still garnered the same, like, wow reaction and that I enjoyed, maybe still had issues, was the Theo armor, the whole gummy bear situation, gummy mm -hmm. bear and armor. That was fun. And I felt pretty good about that one. Nice. So that's the yellow armor and gummy bear man. I wasn't fully a gummy bear, but you know, <laughs> mustache. <laughs> that one was fun. But I think the most professional thing that I've ever made, and one of the only things that I would feel comfortable of my current work asking money for, is the Saccharina cape that I made. I made a cape and her shoulder armor, and those I really invested the correct materials into for once. So I'm proud of those as well. All right. And what is a piece that that you thought like, okay, this is okay, but people were just like, wow, oh my God, I love it. Oh, um, hmm. I guess the Pontifex, that was one, but you know, that one looked very cool by mm -hmm. the end. I think, honestly, sad. When I did the avocado, <laughs> Yes. everyone, people really liked that one. I understand why, but it's hilarious. Oh, actually, no, no, no. It's the it's the version of Galeer that I made, with, but yogurt. I made a Yo Galeer Parfait. Um, <laughs> and for a while, that was my most liked photo on my Instagram. And I really had to go through the fact that, wow, my most liked photo on the internet is of me dressed as a middle-aged man, but yogurt. <laughs> uh, that is so great. My legacy. <laughs> it has since been surpassed, but... You know, that was the trip for a while. No, that's that's pretty great. Gosh, that is amazing. All right. When did you start this? Because, like, if, I don't know if it was the time before Corona or something. Cause, because I was wondering if you took any of these things to, like, any cons or would consider taking any things to, like, conventions and stuff like that. I have not been to a convention. This is, I feel like cosplay for me was something that, was like inevitable that I would end up doing at some point in my life, but did not happen until recently. Gotcha. Um, I would certainly consider going to a convention when we are allowed to return to conventions. Yes, yes, of course. Safely. I did actually go to the one of the Dimension 20 live shows, the one in Brooklyn. Nice. I did go there, but that was before I did cosplay. And I loved seeing other people's cosplay during that. I think that's one of the reasons that I started. Which one was that with? That was with Brian David Gilbert. Ah, uh, okay. The theater kid. The theater kid one. Yes, that's the one. That was good. Okay, so what else kind of inspired you to, you know, your first one being, I guess, if I'm not sure if the timeline's off, but um, the, oh, I'm going to get this one wrong too, Pasta Lady. Wow. Yes, that was the first one. Gotcha. Yeah, what gave you that drive to, like, you know, this is going to be my first step. Let me do this. I don't know why. All I remember is that I had a blonde wig for the longest time, a really gross costume wig, and that I knew from Halloween experience how to make a toga out of 
you know, a bed sheet. I realized that I could put a couple of other things together, and I thought, hey, maybe some people would find this interesting. And, and many more people found it interesting than I thought. And I just kept going. Never stopped. How the internet can be so critical. I kind of can't wait for the moment where they're just like, um, excuse me, you got this wrong. That means I've made it to the next level. <laughs> yeah. I mean, have you had any of that kind of experience? Like, oh, well, it's not as good as, or anything like that? Or has it been mostly overwhelming positivity? Well, when I post Dimension 20 things, it's mostly overwhelming positivity because I feel like that's true of a lot of the people that watch the show. It's a little bit, you know, self-selecting. And I do like that about it. I got a lot of positive attention. Mm -hmm. I'd say I posted i've been getting into tiktok like you know the average gen Zer, and i posted a appa cosplay from avatar the last airbender yeah i got way more attention than i was expecting and you know had a little bit more critical feedback gotcha i've also received excellent feedback like constructive feedback from people like someone um who commented on the um elizabeth brassica photo about uh, the historical accuracy of it, which actually spurred me to, when I made the Primsy Cold Bottle one, actually research what I was doing. And so I turned one of her design elements into essentially a wimple in an attempt to be slightly more accurate. I mean, it, you get lucky with those because a lot of people kind of like half-ass their, like, like you said, there's some bad criticism and then there's some good ones. So getting that great creative criticism to spur some like intrigue, I think that's freaking beautiful. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> the reason why I kind of wanted you on here is because she also cosplays every now and then when she has the time, when she's not too busy at work. And, you know, having that perspective would have been nice <laughs> as someone yeah, who has Yeah, it'd be it. great to talk shop. Exactly. And I'm just here just like, okay, this was gonna be mo mostly yours but okay i'll just i'll just do it i'm just rolling with it <laughs> is there anybody that you see cosplay wise or art wise that you say think that like oh maybe one day i'll be like that or you just kind of really admire one of those two? Oh my gosh sorry um, <laughs> is that a loaded question yeah i mean there's so many like i didn't see that many um dimension 20 cosplayers on Instagram until the montage of fan art at the end of A Crown of Candy. Mm -hmm. When I watched through that and promptly followed every cosplayer that I saw. <laughs> nice. But I, there's so many more Dimension 20 cosplayers on TikTok, and I admire so many of them. There's not a, a one person that I could list off of like the top of my head. I recently just went on a following spree and have a bunch of new idols. Gotcha. <laughs> it changes every week there's so many people making good content out there i'm humbled every day <laughs> <laughs> did you uh okay so you're saying that there's more individuals because like i've never i don't know i think i i just missed the tiktok age ah uh, yeah i'm a little old i'm still youngish but not tiktok youngish mm -hmm. <laughs> um but do you think there's like this whole kind of like I guess, demographic, I guess, that I'm not seeing because the only thing I kind of view is through Instagram and Reddit and all that stuff to mm -hmm. see, like, all this World 20 stuff. I mean, is there, like, what what is what is over there? Tell me, young woman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I offer the 
wisdom of a young child. Uh, <laughs> I'd say I definitely have not seen as much Dimension 20 content, especially cosplay content, anywhere as I've seen it on TikTok. I don't know what it is about it. There is a really large cosplay community on TikTok. I guess it's like rolling over from Musical.ly days, yeah. um, which I did not have. <laughs> but I don't know why that is. Maybe there's something good about the like short form visual nature of it. I feel like whenever I make an Instagram post, there's like it's a lot more produced. Like I don't make them nearly as often because I make one post whenever I have a new cosplay. Yeah. Which you know isn't that often. Versus I post nearly every day on TikTok because you can make such short content. I don't know what it is about about why why there's so many more Dimension Twenty cosplayers on there. Because like, there are some really good ones. We could probably recreate the whole season of Fantasy High at least. <laughs> nice. Oh, I was sorry. always missing. I fill in that. some of the secondary characters. Secondary characters? Awesome. Well, that's yeah, still, they're still important. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, I, I had only seen yours and maybe, like, one or two others through my searches. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this, you know, Julie's got it down. <laughs> yeah. Her content's pretty rad. <laughs> so, like, I was like, I don't see any uh, Roll20 cosplayers. So now that you're telling me this, I have to reconsider my disposition towards uh, TikTok. Maybe you should consider it. One thing I think is that a lot of cosplayers cosplay from many different, you know, interests, many different shows or whatever that they are really interested in. Mm-hmm. My primary interest is Dimension 20. I am since branching out a little bit, but, you know, mostly doing Dimension 20. And because I have done so many for this one show, people who are big fans of that show know to follow me. <laughs> but there are, you know... I've found many other people on Instagram that have posted Dimension 20 cosplays, but it's just like one out of 40 and not 40. <laughs> 40. I guess I haven't looked too far because like, I'll probably just search their top, whatever. But I think I saw yours through Reddit and then someone, I think either Dimension 20, the, their Instagram kind of tagged you on something oh, yeah. like, this is really cool. Yeah. I was really excited when they tagged me the first time. <laughs> I can't remember which one it was. Have they tagged you after that as well? Yeah, multiple times since then. I'm now followed by the official Dimension 20 Instagram, so they will sometimes um, post my stuff on their story. Hell yeah. How did that feel when you first got like added at by the Dimension 20? I freaked out the first time it happened. I was so excited. I like sent it to everyone, like to my family and to my sister especially, who watches Dimension 20 with me. <laughs> Yeah, that was crazy. That was quite a day. Ah, gosh. Uh, sorry. I'm just, I'm ecstatic for you. I'm, I'm feeling all bubbly just hearing how you're <laughs> responding. Part of me is like, one day. One day, Adrian. One day. Yeah. Why is it so important for us to kind of have that validation from someone we look up to, as well as the importance of doing something we like, but not as a job? I can start and talk about my stuff so you can get your thoughts together. I know I just kind of probably, (laughs) okay, no worries. From my perspective, this kind of podcast journey isn't one for just like, I got to make money. I think it was mainly just so I can talk shop about my favorite game and then just be able to just reconnect with people I haven't had that opportunity to talk with. 
it's just been tough since COVID, you know, stay your distance. I had to move back home because one, I didn't have a job and I couldn't afford rent. So I was doing that for a while. And, you know, even though I was back in my hometown, I still wasn't able to talk to anybody. But slowly and surely, I am starting to reconnect with friends. And then I kind of reconnected with Alex, who was my, she was a student counselor and I was a student and I was not a good student. So that's how we (laughs) met. And then she just kind of kept up with me. So I was just really happy to have her around. And she would, uh, you know, make fun of my fake Canadian girlfriend. Totally real, but she would argue otherwise. And all this stuff. So... I was happy to have that connection and I kind of wanted that connection again with other individuals and I kind of started this podcast just to kind of one reach an audience to talk about our own kind of dealings with life and be able to just have that social part again that I don't have since we have this coronavirus going on Mm -hmm. I think that's why I wanted to do this and not and also continue to you know pursue my career and everything like that yeah. I guess I've sort of always had two, you know, main things going on in my life. I, for a long time, was training to be a professional ballet dancer, and that was my sort of reigning hobby that was going to make its way into a career, but then I discovered as I got further that I loved it as a hobby. I loved doing it four hours a day. I never wanted to do it eight hours a day. I didn't want that to be my job because it ruined it. And so I've sort of realized the importance of like having variety in your life. Like I can have a, you know, career path that I'm very interested in and have a, you know, hobby that I'm equally interested in. Just, you know, I pursue them both and I keep them separate and I can enjoy them both. And that makes me a lot happier than trying to make my hobby into my career. Because I'm, I'm just a very stressed person sometimes <laughs> so there's some anxiety in me at all times and I think I like doing things that I enjoy and if other people enjoy them great if I were to make this a career it would have to be something that other people would enjoy or else and I do not like that <laughs> I honestly I think cosplay was you know bound to be hobby that I was going to pursue. I've always loved Halloween. It's been my favorite holiday ever since I was very small, and I was disappointed that it didn't happen more often in the year. (laughs) And I think getting into cosplay is the perfect way to resolve that, personally. (laughs) Holiday every day. Halloween every day. What is your favorite Halloween costume that you've had? Ooh. Gosh, I gotta think back. I did a really funny one early in high school that was I dressed as a pumpkin spice latte I thought that was funny what does that entail (laughs) is that like a literal what does that entail is it like a literal cup and or is there like just a fashionista approach to a pumpkin spice latte I suppose it was a fashionista approach it was like a white dress with a sort of corset-esque thing around the middle that was had the Starbucks logo on it that was like, you know, the cup holder that they put on it. Mm-hmm. So I myself was the cup the cup holder. I had a, like, headpiece that was the lid with, like, latte, but it was fabric, pouring out of the top of it. Okay, um, nice. 
I remember I made a name tag. I don't remember if it was my name or whose name it was, <laughs> what name I decided to give this latte to. Um, I vaguely remember it being one of my friends, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it was a human pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> that wasn't in the cup. I Well, no, I guess that makes me the cup. No, I'm the latte and my clothing is the cup. That's how that works. <laughs> A very uh, Crown of Candy asked before it came out. Oh my gosh, I never even thought about that. <laughs> Maybe I should bring back this this person to be the Crown of Candy. <laughs> That's funny, I might do that. <laughs> They're uh, Dairy Island and part vegetarian. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, is pumpkin's a fruit? My, also, yeah, it's it not pumpkin, fruit. it's pumpkin spice. And there's some strange lore around spices that I do not recall. Oh, really? I, I didn't get the info dump. I think I missed yeah, it. I don't remember where it was from either. <laughs> is it a fruit? Uh, or, is it a fruit? I know it's a... Yeah, it's isn't it a seeds. gourd, though? It's a gourd. So wouldn't that... I don't... Gosh. Okay, hold up. We gotta, we gotta get to the <laughs> bottom of this. Fruitarian adventure. Pumpkin fruit? <laughs> Pumpkin fruit? If we're incorrect about this, they'll come for us on Reddit. Oh, of course. Right here, first post, are pumpkin fruits or vegetables? It's a product of a seed-bearing structure of flowering plants. Vegetable on the other... Oh, wait, no, that's not telling me. Is it telling me? It's telling me. Yeah. Yeah, uh... vegetables. On the other hand, are edible portions of plants, such as leaves, stems, roots, bulbs. Yeah, because... vegetable is anything but a fruit. Like, any plant part that isn't a fruit. Gotcha. Yeah, it is considered a vegetable. Oh man, okay. we're just gonna get, I'm gonna get yelled at just later, just like, uh, duh, it's definitely a veggie. <laughs> hey, it's got seeds. It I seems know. like it's <laughs> not a botanist. Don't come for me. <laughs> exactly. My, my degree is not in that particular realm. It's in psychology and not botany. Yes, those are two very different things. Humans, plants, not the same. <laughs> Who would have known? We don't know. Not Brennan the Mulligan. At a crowd of candy. At a crowd of candy. I love it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm lost in my train of thought. I'm just laughing about no pumpkin people. Oh, yeah. So disappointed that we had to, they had to cut the season down. So many oh, cool figurines. Me too. That would have been so good. Of course. Maybe they'll return to that realm at some point. That would be incredible. You know, give Rick Perry's work what it's worth. You know. Yes, I would certainly have a great time if they oh, kept going into that season. Yes, it was so great. Oh, that ending, though, ah, uh, I was I was waiting <sighs> for somebody to turn on someone. I was so excited. I was thinking if I, I don't know if you, if you can include any of this for spoiler reasons, but the fact that like those two people, like that they're friends in real life, is the only reason that nothing happened. Because Ruby would have. Oh, yeah. That's what. <laughs> but I think that that was the best way to end that season. I was so relieved. Gosh, and he, he has Friendly some... Mulligan will have to wait for his PvP. Oh, exactly. He, yeah, he, I saw that little excerpt of when they're the, the blood keep, and they like, Why didn't you PvP? Yeah. <laughs> Villains, <laughs> PvP! <laughs> it really, like, set it up for it. And then they were like, just kidding, we're love, support, friendship here. Exactly. Um, and it's like, well, guess not. <laughs> I was so ready to see in A Crown of Candy those, the, what are they called? 
you saw them for a momentarily those those golems those fruit and vegetable golems i wanted those oh to my come god out. i wish they if they'd been able to like flesh this whole thing out more those things would have been a big presence i bet oh yeah for sure oh, i just, just showed up once uh, damn you fire marshal <laughs> i know uh, it was uh, such a good season though it was still was about it. amazing and the you know the art pieces behind it and everything was still really good um, yeah that's what inspired me <laughs> like amazing i don't know what they're gonna do next and i don't know will it top it i mean because i loved unsleeping city and you know just this idea okay. of kingston and pete just their dichotomy was amazing mm-hmm. and then then they bring out crown of candy i'm like Ooh, Deadly Campaign. I love it. I'm here for it. So good. Yes. Every season, I am, like, just as excited for it to happen. And frankly, I, like, can't wait for them to hopefully return to, you know, the world of Solace for Fantasy High. They're, I mean, they're there for Pirates of the Biathan. But, yeah. like, I'd love a Fantasy High junior year. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that was another question. Who do you want to cosplay but don't think you have the materials or time for it yet? Oh, that is a tricky question. Uh, Because the people that I most immediately want to cosplay, I have things prepared for and have not yet found the time to complete. I would love to make an Ida Egg Fort cosplay because I really, really want to make some really way too difficult articulated wings <laughs> I love make her some glowing articulated wings ideally electronic it would be a huge project and then hopefully they would be well made enough that i could give them to someone else because um i would like that <laughs> very much nice it sounds like yeah you, that's my dream you get your ideas from like i have this and i can make this and i can put this together and oh, it's coming together already <laughs> Yes, that's exactly what happens. Amazing. I love it. I don't just, like, decide to do one and then play. It's not a linear process. (laughs) Which I think is different than some cosplayers. I have recently begun to think of myself as a clever garbage collector. (laughs) Which is how I've made Halloween costumes in the past. Yeah. Uh, I don't tend to do things the right way the first time. Maybe I learned to do them the right way you know, the fourth time. Yeah. But I, I made shoulder armor for Theo, and I absolutely did not do it correctly the first time. And then I made shoulder armor to do the Sacarina cape, and that was the right way the second time. It's just a learning process. It's beautiful. Learning process. It has to do with materials, though. I've A lot of the stuff I did for Crown of Candy was... There's a lot of cardboard. There's a lot of paper in that. So it's not a lot of stuff that I could wear out to a con. Mm-hmm. It's just for a couple photos. But recently, you know, as I cry looking at my bank account, I purchased new materials like EVA foam. I bought some like moldable thermoplastic so I could make mouth, like teeth prosthetic esque things. Mm-hmm. I haven't entirely bit the bullet of fancy materials. Like I don't have any, you know, contact cement yet but i'll work my way up there i believe in you i believe in everyone that i see mm-hmm. they're doing something great and i want them to succeed in whatever they're doing right. Ooh, the other thing i need to bite the bullet on yeah. cosplay wise is get some colored contacts 
Ooh. I love the look of like colored contacts for for costumes and cosplay. I've always wanted them, but it's not really like you can go to an eye doctor right now very safely, at least. So, yeah. I mean, I could, but what are you looking at right now? What's in your scope of those are the contacts I want, like some cat eyes for uh, Kalina or no the cat eyes. I they look incredible, but I know from those from hearing other people's experiences that the, you put them in straight. By a few minutes later, they're turned sideways and you look like a goat. <laughs> so I know that cat eyes are not the right call. Her. I do want some green ones for Kalina though. I'm every time I cosplay her, I'm like I have brown eyes, or like maybe yellow for her. Yeah. Some red would be fun. Probably yellow and red. And then when I have more experience for them, I'll go for the like blinder ones, mm -hmm. the white ones. But I have heard that those make you, you know, half blind and I don't think I'm ready for that yet. <laughs> awesome. All right. I'm a solo project kind of person or have been recently at least. Do you wish you could work with somebody or just or do you think that's the best way I can perform is by myself doing this on my own? I, th I think that's the best way I can perform the way I am used to do this right now. It's just a lot of chaos going on in my, in my brain that I sort of piece together myself and just like holding, oops, holding a lot of the different pieces of what this costume means in my head. And then slowly they get moved from the back of my brain into you know, onto my table. And then I know when I'm done. I don't think I could convey any of what goes on in there to anyone else in an <laughs> understandable way. That but makes yet. complete sense to me. <laughs> yeah. I think the other reason I think that I saw you, like, I gotta have her on, was when you were talking about your, you had, like, you like, these are just pill bottles. And I'm like, I have pill bottles. <laughs> That's something I can connect with. Oh, yeah. That's They're my just... clever garbage collector. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I have them just lying around all the place. And I'm just like, I should have just, I don't know what to do with this. And then you're using them <laughs> like, I could just give them to somebody else that's cosplaying. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's a, uh, I don't know where I, I picked that up. And I don't, there's not a whole lot of people who do that because it's, very bizarre. Um, that particular costume that I used the pill balls for, I made that while I was quarantining in my friend's basement as we were all preparing to like move into a place together. And I literally had nothing except for what I brought with me in my suitcase. And so that was like pill cat bottles, some gloves I had brought, some like cardboard packaging I ripped from something. I had a couple rubber bands. I had a little bit of like a sticker from my luggage. I didn't even have tape. I just really wanted to do something with my time. And so I figured it out. <laughs> Honestly, that's how maybe a third of the A Crown of Candy cosplays were built. Because all of those were me looking at what was in my and my parents' houses and being like, okay, what can I use here? Yeah, not, not one for professional materials, I suppose. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. I don't know. I There's this strange kind of like, I can put this all together and make it work kind of feel that I can 100% appreciate. So I think the cosplay you're doing is just fantastic every time. Thank you. Yeah, of course. No worries. My co-host, I think I said this earlier in our chat when I got in touch with you, was that she said like, 
this is all she has? I want more, though. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you have a fan for sure. I guess we talked about this a little bit, but, like, what inspired you to do this? Oh, just getting back with friends. Is that it? Well, I mean, I think there was this one time after my, my main game that I've been playing for seven months that I would just, I sat back. We ended at 11.30 because one guy got to get up in five hours for work. And I just sat there and I talked with my, my players. And I just kept talking and talking. One of them wanted to be a new DM. And the other one was was just kind of interested in how I did things and ran things as a dungeon master. And so I just kept talking. I think I talked until 3 a.m. And I'm like, wow, I think I could talk about this for with a bunch yeah. of people. Uh, oh, and I guess, yeah, it. talking certainly fits the podcast format. That was more my question, what I meant was like, why, why this medium, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the podcast for me. And also, at this point in time, like, a visual media wouldn't be my shtick because I think there's a lot of editing, which I would love to do. I used to edit videos back in when I was younger, but mm -hmm. not everyone has that, a camera for their things, and quarantine's this big old thing that's yeah. going around. I don't know if you heard of it. Uh, <laughs> no, I've heard it. I've heard of it. Yeah, I'm currently recording this um, inside a closet. Yeah, I think that's what my, one of the episodes is uh, with uh, my episode with Skylar. He, my co-host was in a nursery and she was just hiding in the closet so nobody would bother her. And I said, oh, do we have to stop the podcast? Is the baby coming? And then our guest is like, is she in labor? <laughs> baby coming that's an ideal phrasing yeah I, I i have that all the time and my co-host has to correct me all the time <laughs> i i'm a talker but not the smartest mm. oh i don't think i've done anything eloquent all of these what how many minutes has it been 40 something 50 uh, minutes 53 53 yeah no you've you've talked eloquent thank you i see that's where i am a visual artist i am not a talker, I suppose. <laughs> See, that just demonstrates my eloquence. I just said the word talker. <laughs> I think I said it first, so it's totally fine. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I. every time I have to make a video where I talk in it, for whatever reason, I just... It's like 20 takes of me attempting to say the same thing and followed by like, oh, no, that's not right. But like, I'm a, you know, visual creator. Yeah. No, I think... The other reason, I don't talk well. I, I stutter over my words. I, I look back at the clips and all I hear is uh, it, uh, 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 and I finally say the word it after like 13 seconds of me tripping over the first eye. And I get to edit that out. So I think it's wonderful that I get to fix it later on in post. I don't do a whole lot of editing on my photos. I don't really know how to do that. One of these days I'm going to get one of my friends who actually knows how to do photography to take photos for me. Um, I feel like that would be cool. I think it'd be amazing. I think, you know, you both working in your craft together is a great way to become better at your own craft. Yeah. At least I recently saw, oh, this is actually another Dimension 20 cosplayer. Um, Sunny Cosplay or Sunny Cosplays did a, what's her name? Fig Mother, um, Sandra Lynn Faith cosplay and had photos taken that are just beautiful. Oh my gosh. Oh, there's also a Ricky Matsui up here. Yeah, that's bomb. Yeah, yeah, there are some there are some really cool cosplayers. They're hard to find on Instagram. I don't know why that is. 
exactly. Maybe I should credit the like whole TikTok algorithm for bringing me to the other cosplayers on there. Maybe that's why I don't know them on Instagram. Yeah, maybe there is something wrong with the Instagram algorithm. <laughs> Started um, mm-hmm. suggesting a lot of like other fan artists to my friends who have begrudgingly agreed to follow my cosplay account. They've been getting like in the in the explore page suggested a bunch of other fan artists and they're like no i'm just just being supportive i love it I, i'm afraid to push it on my friends because i'm afraid i'm just gonna get blocked on facebook mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my fear i mean but also i need to be confident enough so it's just this weird dichotomy of just like you know you should do it because you need to be confident or you shouldn't do it or else you're just not gonna be heard anymore i don't know mm-hmm. yeah it, it's hard to flaunt my craft because of who i am um, I just get lucky that I find people who are willing to talk. And I'm lucky to have you. people with cool things to say. Yeah. You, you, have some, you have some great things to say. And I didn't mean to include myself in that. <laughs> well, you are part of this. Why not? That's true. I am. I'm uh, a part of this. <laughs> so I really appreciate Yeah, it. but I guess I don't yeah. promo, sorry, promo my, my like cosplay to people outside of my immediate friends because I'm very aware of the fact that not only is there me dressed as school characters, there is me dressed as an avocado with a mustache and a middle-aged man with a comb-over the, the and some yogurt. Two. So the top two. <laughs> the top two. Actually, I'm curious. What are cur- the current top two? God, I do so much, like immediately scrolling through and noticing how many cursed things that I've made. I forgot completely. Forgot that I did the gingerbread guy. Um, what's his name? It even. Oh, uh, it's not Stabby. Why do I think that? Stabby! <laughs> it might as well be Exactly, stabby. exactly. Um, gosh. What is his name? Just his screeching voice is in my head, but not his name. Cigarette! Um, <laughs> that's the quote. Gosh! Ginger what is his name? This is really, this is gonna... Swifty, there we go. Swifty, I had to look it, it up. It does sound kind of like Stabby. I had to look oh, it right, up. Oh, right, because he runs as fast as the. Yeah, Swifty. I forgot that I did that. Gosh, what a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> too great, too great. And Baron from um, from the Baronies. season two, Fancy High. <laughs> yes. Baron from the Baronies. Oh my God. That that gave me wow. a little bit of nightmares. <laughs> People did seem to like that one. There is definitely an appreciation for the cursed content. I recently, I didn't have any, like, make any TikTok videos of that. I did, I made that cosplay before I made a TikTok. Um, and I recently redid it sort of half half um for TikTok. And people on there are, are losing their minds. It's, <laughs> the, the D20 fans really love their ridiculous characters. I don't know what that says about us as D20 fans. What our sense of humor has to be to like the odds and ends. I think part of it is one Brandon Lee Mulligan and his incredible voices. Of course, Um, yes. That just makes things like 20 times more fun. I will never get the screeching voice of Swifty or a sad French avocado accent out of my head. (laughs) And also, there's like so much range in the show, especially like in. A crown of candy where everything is so heartbreaking for a time and then you have that scene where they like liam 
spoilers, Liam punches Thad and, like, knocks him out in the alleyway. And it's just so, like, cathartic to have that moment of laughter right after they're, like, running out of a church. So, yeah, I think that's part of the reason why. This weird dichotomy of dark and funny. Yeah. Oh, I do have a question for you. Is there anything that your co-host says about, like, cosplaying that you do not understand what they mean that I could clarify for you in their absence so you don't have to ask them directly? No, she hasn't brought it up too much. I just remember she... There was this project she worked on that was just... She just had these... She made a dress out of uh, loose leaves of a book. Um, Ooh, that's so cool. I know. She did very well, and she kind of knits mm-hmm. every now and then. There's nothing... Word wise, I don't, I don't, I don't have tongue out with many cosplayers, so I, I, I was really hoping she was here so that I can understand a little bit better that kind of side of the artistic field. I am just, I am just a DM. I am just the storyteller, you know. But no, I'm That's sorry. Right. <laughs> Ooh, actually, um, I want to talk a little bit about, about the one I'm working on now. I'm doing Sunny from Pirates of the Wyvern. Hell yeah, I love that. And it's my first time making wings. Ooh. It's sort of a test. Um, I went into it being like, I'm going to do this right, and then immediately didn't. But, you know, <laughs> it's how I work. So I did actually look up how to correctly do felt feather wings. So I've cut out too many feathers out of felt like, and painted them individually, and I'll have to add them to the wings. I'm very excited about that about having some wings and there's a lot of like i'm planning a lot of sort of face paint-esque components to it because she's a bird yeah so <laughs> colorful i'm not yeah very colorful also always excited to cosplay something using my real hair which right now is gray but was blue and will again be blue nice. for the purposes of cosplay fine i love it i haven't figured out how i'm gonna do braces yet still trying to work that out it doesn't have to be perfect, um, just like they said. It's yeah. just a bunch of metal mashed in there. That's true. That is what they said. And so now I'm, like, thinking about how I could do that. I was thinking about not doing braces at all, but I, I really, really want to. After, um, <laughs> I think the, I think our name is Terry Darlington, put out a, like, portrait of Sunny, where she has, like, the distinctive braces. I'm like, oh, I want braces on this character. So I'm going to try really hard to. Whatever you do, do not use tinfoil for your braces situation. It's a oh, bad no. idea. Why? Don't do it. Oh, um, she's here. <laughs> I'm just sliding in. I'm just getting in. Sliding in with that. In high school, I did a grill and uh, it like killed my teeth. Like it just hurt so bad after the like two hours I did it because we were dressed up for color guard but yeah just don't do that I think it'll be fine <laughs> all right it's Alex <laughs> yeah I'm sorry my uh, my life nephew, exploded yeah I mean, no worries that's not dying <laughs> but nobody in my family knows what a, an allergic reaction looks like except oh. for me welcome welcome to the podcast thanks Hi, everybody. My name is Alex. I'm usually a co-host on this podcast. (laughs) I forget.
Well, now you're the guest. Uh, Julia's my uh, new co-host. <laughs> now I'm the co-host? Fabulous. That's fine. <laughs> you got me scared there for a bit. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I've exhausted. Let me, let me catch you up. We talked about cosplay and a bunch of Dimension 20, which I don't think you would get. So I'm glad I got that out of the way. <laughs> Wait, do you not watch Dimension 20? Uh... <laughs> she gets this question from anyone. Wait that... a minute. <laughs> I've been attacked every which way <laughs> about this situation. I'm mostly one... surprised since you were interested in the cosplay, which I do, which is entirely Dimension 20. Look, I can admire cosplay all day long. I do not know have to I do not know need to know the origins of the cosplay in order to appreciate it. Okay, that's fair. So I think you appreciate it more deeply though. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong there, but there's there's a lot. I just because it's a watchy thing, right? I can't just like listen to it. Um, some of them you can definitely just listen to. There's a slew of them that it's mostly the first. How do I explain this? Every other episode has like a battle scene, so like the yeah. first episode you, you can probably just listen to. I mean, there is some, like, funny faces and all that, but, you know, you'll get the context by the sound effects and all that stuff. There's some nice sound work that goes behind the scenes. But the second ones have a little bit more visual aspect to it because all these sets are made just for this encounter. Like, there's these whole battle sets and everything, which are amazing. Rick oh, is the man. And, yeah, so I'd say first episode, definitely just, you know, you can listen for sure. And also... I guess uh, you, I can gift this to you later. I'll give you some dropout, and you can listen to it while it's closed, unlike YouTube, which you have to have another subscription for that. Okay. Well, then, I will do my... If I'm given the resources, I will do the best, because I'm at the end of my Netflix ability to watch any other of the shitty Netflix series that are currently <laughs> all playing. <laughs> Running out um, of content. Oh man, I'm running. I'm running low. I'm on Emily in Paris, which is by no means a good show. I have just gotten nine episodes into it today because I'm sitting here mindlessly working all day long. <laughs> yeah, I'm all for terrible Netflix shows. I'm currently with my uh, housemate watching The Vampire Diaries, which I have already seen. <laughs> it seriously yeah. went through my brain of like, do I want to cosplay someone from this? And I was like, absolutely not. No, thank you. I'm <laughs> sick to Dimension 20. Alright, Alex, you have to ask her some cosplay-oriented questions, because I had no idea. I needed your help bad. She saw me drowning multiple times. <laughs> oh. Oh no, she's gone again. <laughs> oh no, I'm nearly done. You're on your own, dude. I had my TV paused, and then it unpaused itself because it was tired of sitting there waiting on the pause screen. <laughs> Oh god, I'm not ready. Uh, How do you I think, think I, I felt? And I don't know what questions have already been asked. So okay, I'm just gonna go in. Assuming nothing. What is your favorite costume build? And it could be prop. It could be costume itself. It oh, just oh, at all? Like ever? Oh, oh favorite gosh. thing you created with your own hands? Everything I have created with my own hands. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Gosh, I think that goes to something that was featured like only once in one video that I made for like two seconds which is I made the like 
a tiny dragon head that Adrian will know is supposed to be cinnamon from A Crown of Candy. And it's like a tiny red and brown with yellow eyes little dragon head that was just sort of a set on my desk for a while. I intended to turn it into a hat for my cat, but she would not tolerate the fittings, so I changed my plans. But it's like the thing that when I had finished and like put it on my desk, one of my parents came to see me and looked at that and was amazed and like, wow. And that's when he asked me, my this is my dad, if I wanted to do this, if this was something I was trying to do as a career. And so I think that's actually what I'm most proud of. Ooh, immediate parent positive feedback. We I know, right? Positive feedback. That's really exciting. I love yeah. that. Yeah, and it hasn't really been something that I showed off that much. <gasps> See, now you have to show it off because it's your favorite. But I, guess I don't I know. Do. Maybe that's part of it that it's your favorite and you like keep it close. So yeah. I can respect that too. Ooh, close second favorite. Tiny uh, frog plush. Foggy the froggy plush. Very close second. Like, it's so um, plushes is like, you might as well have just been like summoning demons, in my opinion. <laughs> summoning demons. Yep. Yeah. I you once could, made it, a plush um, that looked like the uh, HIV virus for my infectious disease teacher in high school. <laughs> <laughs> that was very interesting. That's so good, though. <laughs> I love a teacher that can that appreciates that. I bet you it's just still around. I bet you that's their favorite gift they've ever received from a student. Oh, that would be that would be nice. <laughs> I wonder. As a former teacher or a current teacher who has received lots of really weird gifts because I had elementary and high school students hmm. um, as a sub, and then I student taught and everything, that would probably be my favorite. That'd probably be my favorite if I ever received anything like that. My current favorite is a Selena CD. Mm. Because they had a Selena CD sitting around and just the ridiculous that they just handed that to me and they were like, here you go. This here you go. Present. This one's for you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That's mine now. Do I have a CD player? Sometimes. In a car. <laughs> Thank you for your antiquated technology. Good sir. <laughs> Alex, what is your favorite cosplay thing you've done? Ooh, yes. So, it is 100% a casual cosplay because it's ridiculous, right? So I have a beautiful Miss Argentina that I put together. You know, you put the body paint on, you're like, great. But, like, logistically of walking around a convention in full body paint and then, like, it being Texas and then just other people being around, mm -hmm. it's just really unnerving, like... And then you, you can't touch anything because it's on your fingers. And I just, I love the way the costume looked. I love the way my makeup was done, but that's not my favorite. I have a sexy Professor Sprout costume. <gasps> <laughs> and by sexy, I mean, it just happens to be a little more on the pin side. So. Perfect. <laughs> Back in the day, I was in a group called Geek Girl Brunch in Lubbock, and I helped run just brunch events. And our favorite event was a cosplay or costume event where we would go actually and have tea in one of the little tea rooms. So it would be a bunch of people all dressed up having tea. Well, one year we decided to do Harry Potter professors, and I found this just adorable little brown, like, wiggle dress 
with a little bit of like a, a thing and I was like oh I can just like throw a scarf on and then I can curl my hair and I'll do the really tight like rag curls and I was like they'll just like just afro up and it'll be perfect right just professor sprout wellness incredible well, it would have been had my hair not been like you know what no we're gonna do these like beautiful like pinup curls where Ooh. your hair's just gonna lay perfectly and I was like this is not the time for you to do this right now <laughs> not the time for you to be nice hair gosh no so I had I made giant pom-poms and I attached them to, to a headband so it looked like I had the earmuffs on but once again middle of the summer in Texas I wasn't actually gonna wear real earmuffs and then I constructed a little tiny like fascinator sized hat that is just wrapped in burlap and it's just super cute and dainty but putting all of those pieces together I was like oh geez like I'm Professor Sprout in her like 20s to 30s prime time <laughs> matching all of the numbers from all of the other professors like there's no way so I have a professor I have a sexy professor Sprout I think that's yes. great <laughs> I also created a a ball gown out of Harry Potter book pages. Oh that yeah, I ripped out of first edition books, and it's a big ball gown. It's ridiculous, but I just attached them to a hoop. I attached all the pages to a hoop, and then walked around LeakyCon, and everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, look at the pages!" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's a first edition book that I took took them out of." And in the very front, I had the like first edition page, just like presented there so if anyone was like no way I would just like show them that it said first edition and just like my little chaotic heart just went crazy because I just like making people sometimes crazy like that (laughs) so has most of your stuff Harry Potter then in this conversation it does seem seem that way uh, yeah it does now, I think just the, the two most recent builds have been, I built, mm. or the hand quotes, but those have been Harry Potter. It's hard living in Lubbock. It's hard living so far away from any sort of, like, convention community mm-hmm. that for you to build anything bigger that can be disassembled and placed into your car and then driven to maybe, like, the Dallas area or wherever else you want to go. Mine would be the Dallas area it was hard for me to justify. And then you hear all of like the horror stories of like people who've put in like warbler props in their car and they're, and they're like melt. Done. Yep. Oh, no. Yep. And then you can't, what do you, what do you can't do anything with that? So yeah. yeah. I've never been to a con. We were just discussing this. Same. Yeah. I've not done that. Done, done that before. I definitely will though. In the future. <laughs> If we're ever allowed to touch our friends again. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I would very much like to do that. Actually, I was also discussing with, you were just talking about how there's more Dimension 20 cosplayers on TikTok than there seem to be on Instagram. One of them suggested that when, you know, we're allowed to meet people again, like the same around the same time that cons are coming back, we should do a meetup of a bunch of Dimension 20 cosplayers and just sort of like, you know, take photos, recreate things, basically with a full cast. <laughs> I think that would be great. 
Yeah, from what I've seen, that's not that wouldn't really be hard to find like everybody just coming together, and that'd be really fun. Yeah, yeah, there, you could definitely get all of the bad kids at least, <laughs> um, which is the like main six. And I was just mentioned how I like could make up the secondary characters because I, I have a soft spot for those. You know, Adrian knows Throg Barkrock and uh, yeah. Kalina as well. Yeah. They're so yeah. good. They're so good. My brain is fried, so... Yeah, I'm sorry. That's right awesome after work. After <laughs> that crazy... Yeah, that's... Uh, a lot. It's fine. You know what? It's October. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's My only excuse is that it's October. Heard. Oh, gosh. I think this is the first time I've gotten this far into a year and not had a Halloween costume planned out. Ooh. <gasps> that's crazy. I'm excited for you. Wow. I mean, I guess I could just put on any one of the ones that I own, but that's not nearly as fun, is it? No. No, no you no, have no. to cram it all in one day. Oh, God. <laughs> That is, that's a challenge, actually, that I might take. Um, I, actually, I did, I did commit to turning one of my uh, housemates into Femme Prince Zuko, which is going to happen. <laughs> that's not a... Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to wrap this up then, folks. All right. <laughs> Julia, um, is there anything you want to uh, plug in before we sign off? Oh, sure. All of my social media is at Pins and Dragons with underscores instead of spaces. Yeah, go follow me there if you want to see my cursed avocado and middle-aged man content. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, Alex? Thank you all so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Twitch at Pod. Uh, you can email us at dndegreespod at gmail. If you have a question, you can always slide into our DMs. Follow and subscribe to this podcast wherever podcasts are found. Help us out by growing our family and listenership, by recommending us to a friend. Give us five stars and only five stars. Otherwise, your war blood creation that you spent six weeks on will die in a fire. <laughs> that way... We can maybe be a legitimate podcast. All right. Well, thank you so much. My name's Adrian. And I'm Alex. Go have some fun. <laughs>